Daily Dribble. Welcome back to the Daily Dribble podcast, guys. As always, I'm your host, Nick Zamet. Yeah, absolutely stoked to have the full, full, full squad in. Yep. Boy, the boys are here. We've got Mr. Lee Hancock. What's going on, guys? We've got Mr. Roy Hancock. How are we going? Lads, how is it happening? How's it, how's it going? Friday night rolls around again. Another big week of NBA action. How never, have you, what have you made of it all? Yeah, it never stops, does it? It's just full on all day, every single day. But as basketball fans, you've got to love it. We love it, Lee. You've been loving it just as much, mate? Just as much. A lot of upsets this week. A lot of big games. Some games that have felt like playoff games, actually. And we're two weeks, well, two or one week in. So for every high there's been, there's been equally a low. That's um, it. And for me, I I wear this with a little bit of shame today. Yeah. The, the Lakers jumper here. Um, I'm trying to manifest positivity. Uh, I have high hopes that we'll get our first win on the board tomorrow versus the Timberwolves. But after starting zero and four to, the, to kick kick off the season, it's a uh, it's a real grim state of affairs. And to be fair, it's a hard watch. You cannot be walking around in that with your head held high. It's not. Right? It's not held high. It's absolutely not held okay. high at the moment. I'm Some sort of shame one, associated with wearing that. I would have thought at the minute. Shame is probably the most <laughs> most accurate word you could have used there, my friend. But. I guess I was just scrolling on TikTok the other day. Here we go. And I saw come across this bloke here, and I'm sure some people would have seen it. This would have rubbed so much salt into your wounds, Nick. Let's just have a quick listen. Los Angeles Wakers. Uh, <laughs> what happened? Uh, <laughs> Los Angeles Wakers. You are. Four games away. <laughs> There's no way he goes to the playoffs. That's not. That's not. And to win the championship this year. Go play this year. Wanna good work. Oh, if that doesn't dead. rub so much salt into your I couldn't have said it any better. Oh, um, he just spoke nothing but truth, didn't he? It well, just. Well, let, let's back him up on that because oh, I put something absolutely. on our socials last night. If you're not following them already, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, the whole lot, mm. we are active and engaged on all of them. Um, I put up a post just with the question, how, how bleak things were looking, zero mm. and four. Mm. Will the Lakers make the playoffs? Now, mm. I'm going to ask this question to you both, but I'm going to kind of, I guess, I'm not going to include the plane. So they've got to make the proper playoffs. Yeah. Do the Lakers make so it, do, yes or no? Do the Lakers make top 10? Top, well, top eight, they actually, they like, um, even if they're in the plane, they win and get money, but they actually make the okay. playoffs. Mm. Oh, I'm saying at this stage of what I'm seeing, no, I'd, I'd t- probably flip it around if they uh, put a trade on the table, got Russ out of there, brought in some assets, some role players maybe, but uh, no. Buddy Hilden, I mean, Miles Turner. That's the ideal one mm, or the Terry Rozier, Gordon Hayward one, but uh, yep. I don't want Russ in saying that. You don't? No, he throws a spanner in the way. Are, are you? I don't want to take away from the Lakers, and we'll get to you, yeah. Ro, um, and myself there. But mm. Leia, you you were somewhat, uh, I wouldn't say ropeable, but you were pretty disappointed with the way the yeah. Hornets had started their season. How are you feeling this week? Has it been a little bit of an uptick in positivity? Bit of still- an uptick. I'm not happy, but I'd say I'm 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 neutral um, with their performance as of as of yet. Did you think they were getting the win the other day? Against who? Against the uh, against the the Knicks there in OT, oh, there's always a chance, but uh, the New York Knicks probably have the better closers on their team. So uh, yeah, it was slim odds. Absolutely, no yeah. doubt about it, my friend. Row for yourself there. 
How do you think for the Lakers? Are they going to make it? Yes or no? I'd hate to be the bearer of bad news, Nick, but the hole that they're in at the moment is just far too deep. And I don't think it's one that can be turned around within the course of a season. Even if they were to trade Russ for hypothetically one shooter, even one shooter and one role player, yep. it's it, the problem is bigger than that. And I just don't see them turning it around anytime soon. Um, the, the actual whole squad doesn't sink well together. And it's not not even just Russ. He's they the look scapegoat, very, isn't he? Yeah. He's he is the, the scapegoat. scapegoat. Everything's getting thrown on him and you're yeah. 100% right. Yeah. They just look dysfunctional, don't they? Oh. And they've almost, it's, it's sort of difficult to say because LeBron is a guy who's been associated with winning for the majority of his career. He's one of the biggest winners we've ever seen in, in NBA. But this team almost looks like they've forgotten how to win. Mm. And that's once you start getting into that losing mindset and, you know, we've spoken about the losing culture in the past, it's actually quite hard to turn things around. And the Lakers, yeah, they're in a bit of trouble, Nick, unfortunately. I'll tell you what, they all look ready to head to Smoko. They've yeah. just had a big morning on the tools, laying bricks, shooting absolute bricks. Get the uh, get the coffee <laughs> yeah. and darts out, boys, because yeah. you've, you've put in a shift there. And they, they are throwing they... absolute garbage at the minute every single one of them not just russ no because as we said he's the scapegoat but all you know everyone's got to take a bit of the blame here i think the pressure's coming off russ a bit because it's evident that it's not just his fault i think it's this season he's starting to take a little bit less well, well here we go this is what we heard during pre-season we heard mm. darvin ham was going to play him off the bench latest reports are suggesting that tomorrow in their game against the timberwolves he will come off the bench okay. has to now I like it, and I mm. think this will be a telling sign, kind of a, if if you will, a, a make or break moment mm. for Russ mm. um, with the Lakers, his tenure there. Because I think if it works, and it you know it enables him to play freer, play more of the Russ style ball, that kind of ISO game, uh, you know, keeping the pace pace mm. up, driving that second unit. Uh, if if it doesn't work out, then I think it's probably. His final, uh, final. It's swan probably time. curtains if that doesn't work, isn't it? Absolutely. But I mean, we were talking about this a few weeks ago, and we don't want to hang on too long to this Lakers talk. Yeah, it's making for me your sad. Safety, it's making me but, sad. I mean, at the end of the day, we were speaking about Russ coming off the bench, and yep. they have to trial it because, as we know, him as a starter is clearly not working. And imagine him coming up against the. Uh, opposition reserve point guard. Oh. Like, I think he would just cause absolute havoc. And he still installs fear into opponents. He does. Just that athleticism, not quite at his absolute apex there, but he still, he still moves. Mm. And speaking of scapegoats quickly, what do you reckon the likelihood of, and this is a very early call, I'm not even, I don't even feel confident really saying this, but how do we feel about Darwin no, Ham and no, his likely? He's you reckon fine. he's fine? Yeah, four games yeah. in, yeah. yeah. No, he's, he's he's all right for the minute. But you have to admit, as an NBA fan, the NBA head coach is always the scapegoat in these types of situations. Yeah. Like, yes, Russ is a scapegoat, but when the time comes and if they're not performing, his seat will be getting hot. And I 100% agree it's just far too premature of yeah. a call, but you just have to wonder how long his tenure at the Lakers will be if they continue this type of effort. I, I agree. Well, that's enough Lakers talk because, you know, <laughs> if we go much further, it's going to send me into absolute despair early on into the piece. Lads, we have a massive episode in store today. What we're going to do, we are now roughly give or take about a week and a half into the season. Okay. Mm. About a week and a half. We're going to give some early calls, some early kind of, um, yeah, let's say bold, not prediction, but bold calls. They're hot takes. They're hot takes. 
Uh, we've each got a couple. We're going to rip through. They've come off the off the dome here, so we're going to put them out into the ether, into the group, and uh, and see what sticks and what we all make of it. Who do who do we reckon is going to have the hottest takes? Uh, to be fair, I reckon you. Just you know, you're our resident hot uh, taker. I'm going to I'm going to say you're our resident out there character. Okay. Yep. Well, and 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 we love that you embrace that from. From the tats to the the dress code, right. I reckon you're going to go a little left field here as well. Okay, I think we all are. You reckon? Should uh, Lee kick us off? I, Lee kick case. us off. I'm and just quickly before we this. do so, though, guys, a big shout out to the cover. Yep. And we also have another new network coming on board. I'll make the announcement ne- next week. Um, but a new network's coming on board to help broadcasters across the US of A as well. So very exciting stuff exciting. there. A lot happening behind the scenes here at the Daily Dribble HQ. Uh, so look forward to sharing that one with you guys soon. Uh, as well, be sure to let us know what you think of these hot takes. Who did the hottest of takes? Who got it right? Who got it wrong? As always, we love hearing from you guys out there. You make the show, so we would love to hear what you think of it all. Right. Lee, kick us off, so, my man. So, so this segment is cold. It's only the start of the season. But no, we've got to come up with something better. That's I like long, that. That's a, uh-huh. But it's the premise of what we're saying. Oh, it is. It's very saying, wordy, though, isn't it? Yeah. It's only the start of the season, but... Yeah, okay. It's not too bad. It's all right. <laughs> Herbert Jones isn't... You can't call him Herbert to Herbert. start. You've got to call him Herb, don't you? Herb Jones... That's very official. ...isn't only going to be on the all-NBA, all-defense first team. Hold on. But he's going to win He's going to win defensive player of the Stop. year. No, year. okay. No, okay. Officially, Rule Lee is having the hottest takes. That's... Okay. Herbie. Yeah. Lee. Yeah. Come on. No, it's okay. only second... Season in the NBA, but he's a grown man. He's a grown house man. He's 24. He played four years in Alabama. As we said, say it again. Where's he from? He's from Alabama. A little tinge to it. Have a bit of a a bit of sauce on that one. Sounds like a local. He's he's got very long arms. He's strong. He's athletic. He's got an extremely extremely high defensive IQ. He's six eight, and he's got the wingspan of a pelican. Seven foot wingspan. Oh, and turn it down. He's going. Turn it down. He's going to games with confidence, shutting down guys like LeBron, like Paul George. I've seen him come up against Giannis, and he's doing it like he's been in the in the league for about ten years. But has he shown it this season? God, yes, he yeah. has. What are you talking about? He's what his defense. Yeah. Yes, he has. It doesn't slow down, and even he's steadily improving offensively. But look, that's not what the Pelicans need okay. from uh, him. But. God, I am really, really high on Herbert. You don't say. Defensive that's, player of the year. D- DPOY. That's, that's, a, that's a big accolade to give a, a second-year player. That's a, that's a very, very big accolade. I, I, I think Rudy Gobert, he's won it so many times in the past. I reckon he's going to have some voters fatigue. Um, do, and, you, yeah. do you think so is know, there, off the dome in terms of like actual blocks and steals and things of the kind, do you think Zion might take away a little from him? No, not Zion. No, no. Do you think with the other players that they have, Brandon Ingram's not notoriously known as a great defender, CJ McCollum? The only is, one I can think of is maybe Alvarado, who's it, a great But is there, is there actual overall team defense? Like, are they going to finish, do you think, as a top 10 defensive team? Probably. To, to, to probably win the award, they're going to have to be yeah. a top 10 defense. I'd probably say so. They have capable defenders. They don't have anyone that, is a liability on defense, I'd say. Um, yeah, Herb Jones, defensive player of the year. Now, I thought we are getting oh. off to a hot start, so particularly you, given mm. Lee was starting. But yeah. goodness me, I didn't expect this. Let me ask you this. Do you not even see him in contention? Do you see him top, he could finish top three at least? No, I don't see him on the first team. 
I, I, <laughs> I, I, I see him as maybe a second or third team if he's lucky. I just often with a lot of awards, DPOY included, you kind of got to take your lumps. Like it's a gradual progression. You'll make the third team. Then he might make a first team. He might regress to a second. Then he'll win it or whatever the case. He hasn't got – like he's not an established star yet. So it doesn't I just, have to be. Well, I, I the just, established defender. I just defender. don't think he's – I no. I it's, Ro- a, it's a no from me. And what do you think, Ro? Top three at least by the top end of the year? Uh, no, not top three. Oh, um, I, 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 I certainly see where you're coming from because I think he's a really handy defensive – Player and I think he's only getting better and probably will get better over the next few years and maybe in the next few years he will be in contention. But I look at the guys ahead yeah, of let's, him. Yeah, let's let's name a few. Let's Rudy Gobert, Rudy Giannis, Bam uh, Adebayo, Mikael Bridges. Smart. No, he's a, he's long gone. Marky Smart. Um, he's long. What are you talking about? I just yeah. see a few too many guys ahead of him. And the other thing is. Defensive player of the year doesn't necessarily have that recency bias that perhaps the MVP yeah. does. So they're probably the, my thoughts at the moment. I like where you're coming from, though, because it's oh. about time we give these guys, these defensive stalwarts of their team the credit that they're due because we always give credit to the offensive absolute um, powerhouses of the competition. But the we defensive do. ones, we rarely give them their roses while they're still around. So I actually like the call to have the balls to say it in saying it yeah he's not he's, i don't think he's going to be finishing uh, sometimes you just gotta stop and smell the roses don't you Roy? you do we're yeah. all high on herb jones oh high on him, I love no doubt. absolutely yes, yes. absolutely not quite that high but that was my hottest take i, I started off with my hottest well, he's take. gone out of orbit with that take. all right well i might follow up there my hot take is it's kind of it's a question and a statement oh okay kind of Okay. Could Laurie Markin, and I, and I, I think so, mm-hmm. be a sleeper pick for most improved player? Now, this team is certainly going to get a lot more love if the Jazz continue to get wins. They're currently mm. sitting at four and one, much to the disbelief of many, including myself. All NBA fans. Oh, it's, it's just absolutely absurd at this point. So far this season, he's averaging 22 points, eight rebounds, three assists, mm. which is a seven-point jump from last season mm. there with the Cavs. Huge. Um and I, I mentioned this in the off-season. Now, you guys were on holiday there. You might have tuned in. You might not have. I wouldn't hold it against you if you didn't. Mm. But I, I remember as a one odds and ends, and I really made note of Laurie Markkinen. And I made the point that he absolutely showed out at Eurobasket. He had a game against Croatia. Mm. The round of 16, mm. he dropped 43 points, nine rebounds, three assists. And at that point, and just given his track record at that Eurobasket, mm. I said, okay. This is a guy that could really show out a, ch- a change of scenery, having a bigger role, more responsibility thrust on, upon upon him. Mm-hmm. Um, he could show out. Like he, he's shown flashes before, but just without that consistency. Um, and at Eurobasket, granted it was only a handful of games, he averaged 28 points, eight rebounds, two and a half assists. So he, he showed the potential. You and saw the writing on the wall to a certain extent. The writing's been there, mm. and I think he's actually started to believe it himself a little more so. Mm. Um, so I, I think he definitely could be. Do you fellas think Laurie Markinen could be a most improved candidate? You go, bro. I think it's a great shout, actually. And he's a guy who maybe prior to this season, even with the change of scenery, I actually wasn't anticipating this kind of improvement from him, but he's been one of my real surprise packets this season. And yes, I do think he will be up there in, from what we've seen so far in most improved talks. He's a guy who, whose career to a certain extent injuries came into play, but he's a guy who. A lot of 
shade thrown his way, didn't he? He did. When he was with the Bulls, when he was with the Cavs. And by us as well. We 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 contributed to that. I'm I'm very aware of that. So uh, did um, we? Yeah, we did. We did. Uh, I, I remember we weren't too high on Laurie, but there's a few things that haven't gone his way. And yeah. sometimes it's a matter of fitting into the right system. Sometimes it's a matter of getting your body healthy, both of which he's been able to do now. And he's looking like a, a, di- a completely different player. Um, I'm really excited to see what he can do this year. And, you know, who's to say he can't win most improved because he's certainly improved out of sight so far. Lee, for yourself, what do you reckon about Markinen? I've never been too high on Markinen. I don't know why. Tell us what you really think. But in saying that, he's in the best place he could be if he wants a run at most improved um, mm. because he's going to get the bowl in, in uh, Utah. They're accidentally winning right now. They're 3-1. and one. Four and one now. Four and one. Sorry, they're Four trying to they're trying to tank, but they're accidentally winning. He's going to get a lot of the ball. I think this. I think I think it's he's in contention. This team. Just before we move on, we've still mm. got a lot to get through here. But this this Jazz team, mm. they're not a good team. Like they've not got great players. They've just got lots of really solid guys. Mm. And I think at the moment, it's a funny position. I, I was listening to a debate on another podcast the other day about this. Do they, like, is it good that they're doing so well? They're mm. building value in guys like mm. Conley, Clarkson to offload. But then again, the more wins they get, the less chance they potentially have of getting Wembenyama there. So it's a funny, the chicken of the egg kind of situation at the moment. Um, but just hypothetically, before we move on, if this team were to stay as currently constructed, mm. Do they make the play-in? No. I won't say playoffs. I'll say the play-in. I'll go off the bat and say, no, it's very – it's too early. We're five games in. They're going to take a decline, I reckon, they're, pretty soon. They've beaten the Nuggets. They've beaten the, they've beaten the Wolves. Yeah. They've taken some big scalps, haven't they? But we've seen in previous seasons, and we don't like to get sucked into early to some of these teams because – Oh, shit, I, I do. I love it. Yeah, you love I the recency. I, I thought the Wizards were winning the championship <laughs> after 10 games last season. And that's a key example. So we we don't like to buy in too early, or we shouldn't. Um, so I don't think so, and I don't think they should either. It's particularly, not in their best interest. I don't think so, particularly when you've got not only Wemby, but you've got Scoot Henderson as another potential pick. So I don't think that they – like, it's been really good to see I them performing, but, but far out, I don't think it's in, as you said, Nick, it's not within their best interests. Oh. If, if they want to tank, I've got a trade that I saw proposed. Oh, here we go. How about it? So it was Conley and Clarkson mm-hmm. or Russ and no. those first rounds. No. No. For, for, no in general? No, for the Lakers, just for the pure fact. Get if some shooters around yeah, the Yeah, Conley and Clarkson, you don't want to give up those draft picks for that package, I okay. don't think. Yeah, fair enough. That, yeah. that would be my reasoning. I, I would have them if it was a package of, say, Conley, Clarkson, which just feels ridiculous given the fact we gave up on Clarkson a few years ago. Mm, but mm. Um, give up Russ and, you know, whatever the case may be, an Austin Reeves or a... You know, mm. I, I don't think those draft picks should be a part of that package. Would, okay. would you perhaps, I, I think I'm in agreement with you, but I'm playing devil's advocate. Would you perhaps be inclined to take that trade because of the fact that LeBron has only got, well, well as far as we know, he's probably got a few years left in the league. The window for him to win another championship with the Lakers is closing. And to get shooters like that into the team could you know, bolster their chances of winning the championship. Not to say that they will be winning it, but it gives them a better chance, I think. My 
thinking there would be from a Lakers perspective, a, a Conley and Clarkson, just those two getting rid of Russ, good enough to make them contenders? I don't think so. At the mm. at the the way they've what they've shown so far, and then I think you're even, you know, LeBron's not going to be around forever. You're then compromising the future even more so by getting rid of what very limited draft assets you still have. Mm. Like we've got Zilch, it's all going to the Pelicans. Um, so I think you'd try and hang on to those assets unless it was a really like a package that you thought was going to move the needle. And I just mm. don't know if that would move it enough to warrant it. Yeah, you need some sort of certainty that that's, the that's trade that you make will put the Lakers into championship contention. Yeah, I, I agree with that, I think. But it's an interesting one because I think that would be very handy. But I, I think so too. I'd love to have Connors. Real exactly. quickly, without staying on it too long, so you wouldn't take that one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Would you take Miles Turner and uh, Buddy Hill? Yep. With the first... Two first round picks, not the two. I'd give up one. Okay, okay, that's all I wanted Willing to know. To part with one. Row, fire away, my friend. What have you got for us? It's only been a few weeks since the season started, but Philly are not true contenders yet again. <laughs> Prior to the season, we were talking about Philly, and I, I've this is I think Philly is the main reason why I have trust issues <laughs> because at the end of the day, <laughs> every single season. We have faith in this team who, on paper, seems as if they could cause absolute havoc. Yep. And they've had the track <laughs> record as well of being a really solid regular season team. Yep. But they, to start this season, have been absolutely abysmal. What are they sitting at? What to are begin they, the season, four? they've started at one and four. So oh. let's put this into perspective, shall we? So to begin the season, they lost to Boston, which is understandable. And they also lost to the Milwaukee Bucks, which is also understandable. This one here. They then lost to the San Antonio Spurs, who many, including us, thought were going to be the absolute bottom of the barrel in terms of the West this season. But they're playing well, knocked off the Wolves the playing other day, well. took it up to them again the other day, playing, playing hard ball. pretty well. But should they be beating the Philadelphia 76ers? No. I don't think so. They also lost to Toronto. So I guess putting it into perspective, they've lost against three teams who probably, well, certainly Boston and Milwaukee will be in the thick of things come the end of the season. But Raptors maybe sneaky underrated. Ra- Raptors, they yeah. Underrated. I'm, I'm still playing the best ball of his life, I reckon, I, at the minute. I love spicy. Of games. I love spicy so much. But, you know, probably they probably would have gone into that one as favourites, let's be honest. I picked so, them. Yeah. I picked them, absolutely. Um. Got them again tomorrow, actually. Oh, do they? That'll be they interesting. Big okay. game, Matt. Yeah, that, a lot writes on that game, I think, and, and a lot writes on the next few weeks. And speaking of which, sorry. Yes. You said about hot seats before. Doc Rivers, his ass would be starting to feel a it bit of a, a warm tinge to it. Up. Yes, If they I lose agree. tomorrow, one and five, I tell you what. What do we think this comes down to, though? Like, I've got my own thoughts on it. Well, give, I, it, give, us, give us some. I think it's, so far it's been a three-man show in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And... Yes, they've got three guys who stand out more than the others, but at the moment they've only got those three contributing to their performances. So yep. we've got James Harden, who's come out looking really rejuvenated this season, loved what he's done so far. Joel Embiid, we know what we're going to get from him on, on most nights. And also Tyrese Maxey, who's performing pretty well as that sort, sort of third wheel, probably doesn't get as much attention, but he's performing well. Who's mm. the big guy that's gone missing? Big contract. There's there's one in particular. Where's he gone? By the name of Toby Harris. He, he, I tell you what, he does this, doesn't he? 
we we absolutely resent him and hate him. And then he'll have a couple of games where he does a bit and we're like, okay, you know, he's yes. not going to ever be a number one guy, but is he a bit, you know, is he justifying that money? He's and the, he goes missing again. He's the definition of flash in the pan, isn't he? Yeah. Like so far this season, he's averaging 12 points, but it's not only Toby. There's a few other really sort of key role players who aren't doing their job at the moment. I talk of um, De'Anthony Melton, who's averaging seven points. I talk of George Niang and Niang. PJ Tucker averaging five points each. Yeah. It's just not enough. Like, and I know they're not within the top three guys in terms of production, but they're they're sort of producing next to nothing for the Philadelphia 76ers. And it's sort of leaving too much to too few. And, you know, one four at the minute, it doesn't look promising for them. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, we're only five games in for the Philadelphia 76ers and it's a premature call, but from what I've That's seen what so about. from what I've seen so far, I just don't I, I feel like I've lost faith in them again. I feel like it's a girlfriend who you took back because you thought, okay, this is true love. I can make it work and they go and cheat on you behind your back again. You ever done you, that? Huh? You ever taken one back? I absolutely haven't gone forever no. in my books, but no. um very so, deep there. <laughs> so, no, well, the hard hitting question yes. here. We'd all well, so so before the start of the season, did you have them in your top tier in the East? I think I did. I think I had them around that maybe f- three, four, five spot. No, they're not there. Are they in they're the second there. or have they dropped even to the third tier? I think in my mind at the moment, they're hovering around that sort of six, seven, eight spot. Um, and as I said, it's still early days, but from what I've seen so far, they just haven't provided me with any faith that they're going to be a true contender come the end of the season. As George Michael said once upon a time, you've got to have a bit of faith. You've got to have faith. Absolutely, Lee. Do you think they're still a genuine contender? I think they are. I think a couple of a couple of games won't tell the whole season. But it's hard for me to pinpoint what is going wrong, whether it's too many turnovers, whether it's their bench and supporting cast. I can't tell. Like in that San Antonio game, San Antonio was just shooting the lights out. They were playing terrific ball, to be honest. <laughs> they play fun ball. They do. Pop teams are notoriously known for playing slow. They are just a run and gun, shoot three. Like the Spurs, when, with Tim Duncan, Ginobili, mm. when, they weren't a three-point shooting team. Nah. That's He's all one. they do now. Oh, yeah, God I know. God damn it. Showan, Richardson, exciting. Johnson. They let it fly, don't they? No they do. doubt. Piss missiles. Do you think, though, that that Simmons-Harden trade has helped or hindered their chances for a championship going forward? Obviously lost Simmons, but they also lost a fair bit of depth and some really handy contributors, namely Seth Curry, I think, is the one that I think they'd really use off the bench. It's um, a butterfly effect, though, isn't it? Because he's out at the moment, mm-hmm. like and it has been for a while. Yeah, I know, I know. But you just have to wonder if they had a bit more depth under their belt, would they be relying on these few players even more as you said it's it's hard to hard to sort of know for sure do you st- still think they'll be there at the pointy end of things like when is the pointy end of things the pointy end of the regular season or the pointy end of the playoffs well we'll say the playoffs like are they still going to be are they a genuine title threat Ah, uh, god if there's a if there's a stage between first tier and second tier, they'd be in that. They're in the 1.5 tier. Then the 1.5 <laughs> tier. Is yeah, what I okay. yeah, I think I'm with you, actually. Yeah. I, I think oh, they, these little suckers, they do this to me and they. I tell you what, I'm, I'm the chick. I keep coming back for more. Yeah, yeah. I keep trying to take them back. They're we'll make trusting. it work. We'll make it work. Yep. And I like after the last year or two, I had them a little bit lower. Yes. Or maybe last year. And this year I came back. 
I came back. I had renewed hope. I came with my bouquet of flowers ready to, you know, pledge my love and allegiance. Well, you still may be able to. And you know what? You still may be able to. I turned around. I've walked back to the kitchen to grab them a little little glass of wine or a beer or whatever the case may be, and they've come in behind with a knife to the back. (laughs) You know, this is rubbish because I'm too trusting of them. Yes. They've just – Pisses me off. I know it's five games. Well, this is why we called this segment. It's only the start of yeah. the season. I, I think I know what the problem is. They haven't ironed out because it's a rejuvenated James Harden. Mm. Like last season, it was kind of, you know, Rick Ross chicken eating James yes, Harden. It certainly wasn't optimum. Yeah. This is this is optimum James mm. Harden. Now they're kind of trying to work out how they actually function with kind of two apex predators. Um, at the moment, they haven't found that cohesion. One game, it's James Harden going off. The next, it's Embiid. And they haven't kind of found that that chemistry and cohesion behind the whole lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'll come. I, I truly, I think it'll come. If I were to put them in a tier, it'd probably be that 1.5 yeah. tier, mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. fair. Um, I still think they can be in and around the mix. In terms of PJ Tucker, that's okay. I don't care if he doesn't score. He needs to hit a couple of threes a game in the I corner. I think so. I think five points is well below par. If he's getting seven, eight, I'd be stoked. Um, yep. Because really, you've got him for the defensive end, but you need a lot more out of Harris. He needs to be a, twelve points. He needs Averaging to be a fifteen points. to six, fifteen to seventeen points per game player. Mm, mm. I think um, the bench again, a lot of new faces, trying to find their way within the team. I still love the signing of Melton. I think Harrow is that impact guy off the bench. Uh, Daniel House. Still enough there to like, but they just need to work out that cohesion between Harden and Bede and the uh, the rest of the crew there. Mm. So I, okay. I still think they'll be there in and around it. Okay, we'll see. And where to go, mate? Far away. It's only the start of the season, but I think this guy Anthony Simons is just as, if not more, effective, efficient, and valuable than Jordan Paul. But I just don't think he gets the coverage that Jordan Paul does. I think Amph can do most things that Jordan Paul can do, but at a higher level. He's a better passer. Handles-wise, they're probably the same. They've both got some flashy handles. Um, Paul is probably better off bowl, but that's just because of Steph. But I think Simmons shoots the bowl better than uh, Paul. Goddamn, he did the other day against the Nuggets. He did, but Paul just gets the highlights as per usual. You look at the statistics, they're very similar, but I'll read them out. So Mm. um, Simmons takes the top in... Points per game, uh, threes made, and he makes them at a high percentage, uh, rebounds and blocks. Um, and overall, I think Amph just has a higher ceiling than Jordan Poole. But that's not me hating on Jordan Poole because I think they're you both... Did, you're just high on Amph. I'm very high on Amph. I think they're both very talented Party young rock scorers. <laughs> but, um, LMFAO. What, what do you think about that? Shout out to Red Food. <laughs> yeah, Red Food. Shout out to Red Where Food. is Red these days? Uh, last time I saw him, he was judge on Australia's Got Talent. Jeez, Jeez, that's when you know your career's gone down the Google. Uh, uh, they had that one song, didn't they? The one what? song in it. Give us a rendition. Party rockers in the house tonight. <laughs> what about everyone? Every day? Is that everybody <laughs> just have a good time? Oh, you got time. absolutely golden vocal cords. Yeah. I hadn't actually properly warmed up there, so don't. Uh, it's not a true reflection on what your true. Better in the are. shower. Yes. Like, on on air. Okay. On air. Just to fire back on you there, Lee. Do you think, Paul? Now, obviously, the Warriors are a better team. Yeah. He's coming off the bench in a smaller role than Anthony at the moment. Do you think if he were in the same position in Portland, he would do just as well, if not better? Probably not 
I reckon he'd do just as well, but I don't think he'd do better. Okay. But, but if you flip the switch and said if uh, Anthony Simons went to Golden State and filled Jordan Poole's role, yep. I think he would do just as well, if not better. I think they're very comparable. They um, I will say, I tell you what, that was just, it looked like the Nuggets were really going to run over the top of them uh, mm. over the Blazers the other day. Mm. And that third quarter, 22 points, yeah. was it? Man it was something just, ridiculous, Man yeah. just caught fire. And you know what I love? The fact that Dame literally just fed him the ball every time. Mm. No mm. worries. This guy is on a heater. Let's feed him. Uh, and they ended up pissing on the Nuggets there. So. When it comes to clutch time, it's always Dame time. Who, it, who will unfortunately be out for one to two weeks now. Right. Which, uh, means, which means Anthony's role just goes through the roof yeah. even more. And he was leading, uh, put up a post today, basketball forever there. Mm. there First MVP rankings. Bless you, Thank Bless you. my boy. Uh, Dame was top of their, their MVP rankings. So right. Not an ideal time for him to go down, but on Amp, um, oh, oh, it's a tough one. I, I'm going to put them on par. Yeah. I'm going to put them on par. I'd love to see Paul actually start. Okay. Mm. I mean, I mean, he has some games. He has some games, but a bigger sample size. I'm sure they're playing some. No, they wouldn't be playing similar minutes, but still, somewhat he, maybe. And certainly isn't afraid to let it fly, is he? Yep. Like I think so. It looks so, like so far this year he's at averaging 17 shots attempted from the field, and on, on a team with um, Dame Lillard as well, who's mm-hmm. a prof, you know um, proficient shot. Looking um, at maker, his best. I think I think that's a lot of shots to be going up. It's really deceiving though how. You own one of these players. I don't know if you guys have experienced yeah, have. this, but you own one of these guys in fantasy, and they like for, from a fantasy fantasy perspective, Amp has been underperforming something shocking. Yep. But you look at his, I guess, performance from a box score perspective, and he's actually performing quite well. Particularly that game where he just absolutely lit it up. I think he's a he, he's got the true ability to be a volume scorer as either the first or second guy on that team early call do you like him as a better fit with dame than cj i've much preferred i do i've much preferred cj to be perfectly honest with you yeah um and it's still early days but um i think i just think cj's cj's got the ability to, to do it all yeah that's not taking anything away from amp because amp has he a, might grow into that yeah exactly right still early days for him um, you, you went straight to Amph and I thought you and Roe were in sync there for a minute, but you <laughs> obviously weren't. I'm looking more long into term. the future, yeah, long-term sense rather. How long-term? Dame's starting to get on now. Right, you've seen how loyal Dame is to Paul and did he not sign Doesn't five? change it back, he's getting older though. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I'd, I'd, I, I love CJ and I prefer him at Pelicans to be honest. Yeah, he's, mm. that was a hell of a pickup there. But I had a feeling Roe would have a rebuttal because I know he has Amph on his uh, fantasy team and I know Amph hasn't been putting up the – the numbers don't translate. They don't necessarily, do they? Like there, there is some sort of translation because I guess at the end of the day he hasn't been – in some guys, games he's been really inefficient, particularly yeah. from the three-point line. Um, mm-hmm. But in other games, as a, like that other game where he lit it up, he just looks like he could be absolutely anything. And you wonder how he'd perform as like the first option on a team. Would he perform similar to a, for example, when SGA went from the Clippers to the Thunder? Would he perform in that sort of manner, or is his game more revolved around pure shooting? And is is he more suited to the Robin role as opposed to the Batman role? So he just, <laughs> I was just in my head there. He just got me thinking as you said. He could be anything. Yeah. And uh, 
I tell you what, this day and age, we can all be anything. He could he, be. He might want to define himself, de- define himself as a goat. He and could. we would have to accept it. He, we, you know, absolutely. Get on to Ben Shapiro. Oh, <laughs> we go. Uh, this is dangerous if, okay, territory. If we're talking about Jordan Poole and Anthony Simons, I think, yep. uh, I think Anthony Simons has a better chance to be the Batman because I think his game, opposed to Jordan Poole, is more well-rounded. Whereas I think uh, Jordan Poole can probably be a better shooter, but that would be pr- pretty much Ola's in his arsenal. So it's, it's a real coin flip. I'm going to say, um, uh, I'll say Poole. As, as a as, Batman? Yeah, as, as more of a Batman. All right. If that's the question, I would say Poole would have more chance of being a Batman because we saw a lot of last season as well. And yes, Anthony Simon showed good signs at times last season, but I don't, I don't necessarily know if he could play in that Batman role. I don't even think Jordan Poole's had the opportunity to perform in that role. So it'd be interesting to see if he got a starting gig regularly, what he'd be able to achieve. But both really, really solid players. Excellent, you lads. Let's push on. We've still got a bit to get through. Um, this one can be pretty quick because I, I hope we all agree. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Well, it's not um, always the case. Ja Morant will be the starting point guard in the All-NBA first team this season. Now, I'm excluding today's game against the Kings, which they won, so it improves mm-hmm. their record to 4-1. and one. He had 20-odd points, quite a few rebounds, quite a few assists, normal Ja. Um, but across the first four games, the four, first four games of the season, averaging 35.3 points a game, mm. four and a half rebounds, seven assists, plus a steal, shooting... Shooting 60% from three. Unbelievable. might have been the one aspect of his game that was not not holding him back. He still shoots at an all right clip, but through four games shooting 60%, um, as well as getting to the free throw line 11 times a game. Now, his competition is probably most notably going to include Dame, Steph Curry, Kyrie. Luca can probably play as that shooting guard. Mm, but yeah. those, those type operators, mm. how do we feel about this? I completely agree. I think it's almost a given, to be honest, because it's not a point. You take him above Dame? Yeah, I take him above Dame. I think it's probably going to be either Jar and Luca, which I think it'll be, or Jar and Steph. I think just because in the backcourt, just because he's such a fan favorite, he's going to get a majority of the fan votes in that guard spot and probably mine as well, most likely. But um, yeah, I think he'll he'll be starting. Mm. Bro, for yourself, do you think he gets the nod in the backcourt there? Is there a Dame, Steph, you know? No, I, I, I think he gets it. Um, but I think it's also dependent on how many games he plays this season. If he gets injured and misses, you know, hypothetically, 25, 30 games, could be a different story. If he can stay healthy, I don't see a world in which he's not the starting point guard on that team. Well, that was part of my reasoning, the fact you think about, like, even now Dame out for one to two weeks, even mm-hmm. though he was leaving the MVP count at the moment, Steph... Will the Warriors coast a little bit more, bleeding these younger guys, save him for the playoffs? Maybe, mm. maybe not. Jar feels like he's really just reaching his his crescendo at the mm. moment, and he feels the most likely. You know, we we speak about how on nerve we get when he goes up for these mm. ridiculous dunks and that athleticism he possesses when he comes down. Um, I anticipate he'll probably play the most games, and I think because of that and just the weight of what he's doing, and especially given how well I think the Grizzlies will go, uh, mm. I've got him getting the nod there. Okay, a little a little add-on to that then. Please. Do you see Jar at the end of the year top three MVP? Top three MVP. 
It's going to be very dependent, obviously, oh. on the way that the Grizzlies yes. overall perform. Yep. But I'm going to say yes. If they perform well, I'm he will yes. be behind that. I, would I don't thought. think he win. It's not going to win it. I don't think. Uh, but I could see him getting top three. Yep. Lee? I could see him sneaking in there maybe for a week, but probably more around that top five. I'd have him. Mm. See, well, I see him in the top three at the end yeah. of the season. I think he's just going to have that. He already has started on fire, but I think he's just going to continue. Redraft right now. Last question before we move on to you there, Rogan. Okay. If there was a redraft right now, would you take Zion or Jar as the number one pick? Uh, Jar. And I would too, just out of Zion's health scares. But, yeah, Jar as well. Yeah. Oh, oh it's, it's tough, isn't it? Because you see what Zion could be, like the mm. ultimate – just the most dominant force in Shaq, mm, like mm. even over Giannis potentially. Um, ugh, I think just because of those injury scares and even going down the other day with that bruised uh, hip, we're calling yeah. it, mm. um, I would take Jar as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but it's That's hard. saying something, isn't because it? Because I think, I think Zion's got the highest ceiling. Yeah, yeah. I'm Tough with you. One. I, saw, I saw a video from a TikTok from maybe 2021. It might have been early saying, um, I have Jar over De'Aaron Fox, which would obviously be a given now, but it's crazy to see his growth. Not the, the best of games today from Fox in their loss there to the Grizz, mm-hmm. but uh, he's had a hell of a start to the season. Not so been bad. Fair and play, play on De'Aaron Fox. Thank you very much for the segue. Oh, really? Don't you love it when a mm-hmm. plan comes together? Because it's only the start of the season, but De'Aaron Fox, I believe, is back. Yeah, what a I segue. Think, How was that not set up? I was uh, There uh, just must have been something going on telepathically between us because that was that worked that. out really well. Now, not not necessarily taking into account today's game. Let's scratch that. But prior to that, he was averaging over the first three games 31 points, five rebounds, seven assists, and shooting almost 60% from the field, which is very unlike De'Aaron Fox, a very guy who... Him. In previous seasons, you thought that might be his Achilles heel and yeah. it's probably something that in previous seasons has held him back from being an out-and-out um, superstar. Yep. Um, but I think this season so far has been the type of season that we as NBA fans, I would think, were expecting from him last season because we yeah. think in the 2020-2021 season, he averaged 25 points, we thought, still pretty early on in his career. It's probably only heading up from here. And then to regress like he did last season, there was always that sort of risk that he might plateau and he might never sort of reach the potential that we thought he might Sorry. reach. Does this mean the Kings are back, Ro? Well, our, our, I'm not, I'm not going to say it. I, I'm going to promise myself I'm not going to say anything. Don't. You couldn't even. It's like the same Voldemort. It's, it's like a twitch. It's like a twitch. I'm, I, <laughs> it, it, I don't want to say it, but are they back? Sacramento Kings are not back. They're the all, mediocre they're, Oklahoma, the like, mediocre Sacramento Kings, are they officially back? They're not back. Okay. Aaron Fox is back, though. But the Kings are. The Sacramento Kings' 0-4 start to the season <laughs> indicates mm. that they're still not back. I love um, it. I love it. But Aaron Fox, <laughs> I just think he – I'm so yeah. excited to see him back up and running at yeah. full capacity, more or less, because, you know, that, that career could have gone either way. He, he mm-hmm. could have – kept progressing up and he might hit superstar status. We just don't know how the rest of his career is going to He was at a knife out. edge here, wasn't he? He was, a while. yeah, and Do it was you, concerning. If you line up a list of the guys with the most athleticism in the league, you look at Jar, Westbrook's probably dipped off a little bit now, but Fox is right up there with with the top athletes within the league, isn't yeah, he? Yeah. It's it, phenomenal it, to watch him full flight. In terms of quickness and just agility down the court, I don't mm. think there'd be many players, if any, who would take the cake in terms mm. of, 
yep. sprinting from one end of the court to the other. He's rapid. He's lightning. So yep. what was your, it's only the start of the season, but he was. Fox is back. De'Aaron Fox is back, back. Okay. officially. And it's a short sample size, a small sample size rather, but I think he's showed enough for me to be confident that he'll have a really good year. Definitely got meme potential there just on what you said about Voldemort Lee. You know, in the, uh, the same in the Order of the Phoenix, just for any real Harry Potter nerds <laughs> out there, where uh, old Cornelius Fudge is like, he's back. Yes. Yeah, Voldemort. Yeah. You could do that with Fox. Maybe we need to tee something up there with Fox's face on it. I actually like that. Good yeah. reference. There Good we go. Reference. Just a deep one for the Harry Potter fans out there. Lee, do you think he's back? Him as an individual is back, but I think he doesn't improve any team he's on. I agree with you both in oh. saying that he's an outstanding athletic player, an NBA star, I'd probably say. But to be honest, he's only good with the ball in his hands. He's not too good at team play from my point of view. I think his career will probably start, um, not not anytime soon, but it'll play out a bit the same as Russ's does because he's not a great shooter. He's great at getting to the basket, though. He's not a great passer. He's not a great defender. And you kind of need those things if you want to go upwards in your NBA career. I Here's one he, for he, you. He is back, but... Uh, yeah. This is just a quick question. Who do you think the best player that De'Aaron Fox has played with since being in the league, in uh, your opinion? Probably have to be Sabonis, right? Who else was there? I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd say Sabonis. Say, say Sabonis? Yeah. I don't think that is – I don't think he can do it all on his own is what I'm getting no, at because no, I, I think you have to have good players around you to have an <laughs> effect on team and overall team success. I, I, I'm with you here. I think they look a lot better. Keegan Murray looks, yes. looks super sure. so mm, far. Mm. I think he helped. Malik Monk off the bench. Yep. Kevin Herter coming in from the Hawks there. Haven't seen much of Delhi, but... Delhi came on for the last 20 or 30 seconds today. and I, Not I, enough. I saw, as I was reading through like the play-by-plays and whatnot and saw him come on, I was like, you know, like this is his first bit of game time for the game for like 20 seconds where they're just going to run the clock out. So if I was him, I'd be like, just... Hey, stick it. Yeah. I don't want to even bother coming on. Like, what's the point? Why am I taking off my tracksuit for this? How much of an insult is it to get only 30 seconds on the Sacramento Kings roster? Granted, they have Fox and I'll just say keep me off. I'll cash my paycheck during the week and you can (laughs) suck it. But I I think on that, I agree. I I disagree with what you were saying, Lee. I think his shooting is definitely better. Mm, And I think the, the fact now that he's got other ball handlers Sabonis can actually handle the ball a bit, Murray. I think it's enabling him to play off the ball a little bit better and get mm-hmm. more spot-up shots as opposed because I think the last couple of years, everything he's had to do is create for himself just because of, of, the, of the caliber of players he's had with him. Uh, I think this is undoubtedly the best we've seen him at the moment. And I'll, to a certain extent, kind of take out his his gamer today. Yes. Um, but... Yeah, I, I think he's back, and I'm I'm super super excited for. Him. You know why I'm probably low on him. You know why? Why? Because you hate the Kings. One, because I hate the Kings and everything they do since Tyrese Halliburton trade, but also because I had him on my fantasy last year, and he and, stunk it up. And he stunk it. That's probably why we That's hold grudges, solid. don't we? We do. We, we hold grudges. Just as something else, I was talking just quickly. I was talking about his three point percentage, but he's averaging near on sixty percent from the field overall yeah, this it's season. Crazy. Right. Crazy. He's super efficient. Crazy. It's so unlike. It. The De'Aaron Fox that we sort of previously There's yeah. probably next to zero chance that that continues for the rest of the season. Yeah, sure. If he can keep it at a high clip, you know, 50 to 
55, you'd be absolutely... You'd be stoked. Yes, stoked with that, for sure. Let's go, fellas, last round. What have we got? I've got, it's only the start of the season, but the Pelicans will get home court advantage in the playoffs. So saying they're going to make the top four yep. in the West. I agree. Good. They've uh, <laughs> begun this season uh, just magnific- magnificently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, One more time for the that, band out there. I should you? stay away from that word because that, that's, we've had that's trouble happened with that before. Word yeah. Magnificently. Oh, dear. Is that One more time. Improved. Magnificently. Magnificently. Okay. Oh, shit. You know? I forgot how to Magnific- say it. Magnificent. No, Magnificently. No. Magnificently. <laughs> that's, a, they, that's a tricky one. The Pelicans yep. are so deep, 1 through 12. It, it's decept- They're deceptively deep. I think 1 through 12. 12. You look at their starting five. He rates Herb. CJ, Ingram, <laughs> Herb, Zion, Valanciunas. That's their starting five, for God's sake. Then you bring on any of the bench. you got Nance Jr., Trey Murphy, who I'm really high on as well. Alvarado, Devontae Graham, Jackson Hayes, Double D, Dyson Daniels. Got a lot of raw talent. You were close. You got 11. But they, I'll take that. Round it up. They've got like Hernan Gomez. There's and, one between mates. Yes. Depth is what you yeah. need to win road games, win playoffs games, win the championship maybe. I'm not saying they're going to win the championship. Top eight will no, win so, you the title. Top 12 will win you the games during the season. And I agree. Yeah. Awesome to see Daniels the other day get significant game time and show up. Yep. Uh, likewise, Jock Lando in Phoenix, there, mm. a bit of Aussie blood showing out Aussie flavor. in a newer, a new, a new, new colours. There, mm. if Zion can stay healthy, I'd go as far as to say top three, top two, maybe even. But we can, we've seen what they're capable of without him. Even yeah. on um, Wednesday, they didn't have Zion, Ingram, or Herbert, Herbert Jones. Mm. And they got up over the Mavs, I think it was 111 or 113 or something. Yeah. And Willie Green Huge. as a coach, he's been magnificent as well. They're going deep. I, 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 I agree. Yeah. And I think it's safe to say that if they can all stay – the one sort of caveat in my mind is if they stay healthy throughout the course of the season, particularly at the pointy end, I think they could cause real havoc, particularly if they finish, as Lee was saying, home court in the playoffs – all their players sort of more or less at full strength. I I don't see a ceiling for this team. I think they're they're one of the teams to be looked out for. Yep. In saying that, you've I think you do have to keep an eye on some of these guys who Health have had some wealth. injury concerns, particularly Zion Williamson. I think that the difference of where they can achieve with and without Zion, despite the result the other day, is quite significant. Yep. Yeah, I agree. They're mm. a team going into the season I was super high on. I think... You know, they have got maximum ceiling potential. Like, if they won the title at season's end, mm. I wouldn't be shocked. Mm. Um, I Likewise, I think their depth is great. As I said a moment ago, you know, your top eight is going to win you a title, but your, your, top, your top 10 to 12 is going to get you there in the regular season. Mm. And the fact that they've got that depth um, is is awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm super high on them, and I could see them. Yeah, I'm, I'm with the home court, top two or three. Yeah. Even if they finished first, it wouldn't shock me. No. Well, I mean, it would to an extent. But because you, you have teams who we had there, like the, the Clippers, they were one of, you know, a mm. lot of people's favourites. They've lost two in a row to the OKC Thunder. Mm. They they lost the other day without Kawhi and Paul George. Um, today they had Paul George lost, but the wheels are falling off early for them like the Lakers. Um, the Warriors have looked a little bit hit and miss, getting blown out by Phoenix the other day. Phoenix, yeah, they'll be up there. I think the important thing to say is going into the season, you would be surprised if they finish number one. No, I wouldn't. 
God, you weren't that high on them. Come on. Yeah, I, I, I said in our start of season things, if they finish first, I wouldn't be shocked. Okay, fair enough. Are they sort of like the Memphis Grizzlies go back a few years? A team who we no, thought... No, they're better. Better than the because Memphis Grizzlies. Because the Grizzlies were all so young. Mm. Like, they've got winners on this team. Mm. Uh, like, they've got a better mix, I think. Bring mm. CJ a chip. Bring him a chip. Justice for CJ. <laughs> Justice for Dane. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, all right, I'll kick off with mine. Minnesota, after very high expectations, they will be, wait for it, mm. a play-in team. Mm. Yeah, Ooh, doesn't they've, shock me. Now, I, they've got a winning record at the moment. They've started the season at 3-2, and two, um, but they've not been convincing at no. all. So far, they've beaten the Thunder twice and the Spurs and looked shaky during mm. that. Mm. Um, but they've lost to the Jazz and the Spurs in those games. Two two games that you thought you would have penciled in for wins, no worries. Um, to, to be fair, they just look like they're lacking direction now. Everything over the last 12 to 24 months has indicated that Ant is going to be the guy. Mm. Uh, mm. Anthony Edwards taking that role, the number one guy, the offensive scorer, the kind of the face of the franchise. And it just feels as if since Gobert came into the team, He's not only dropped from like the number one guy, mm. but down, 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 like to a third or fourth star yeah. guy. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, outside of their game they had yesterday against the Spurs where he started to show out, um, they just look like they haven't found that chemistry yet. And for me, I think the West is too good and too deep that un- unless things drastically change, they're going to find themselves quite low, and that, and I think it really comes down to the defensive end. Just uh, something here. They pretty much went all in on Rudy Gobert. They mm. threw all the chips in. Um, so far, their defense has been so slow, so stagnant. In their five games, they've given up scores to the opposition of 108, 132, 106, 115, and then 122 mm. again versus Spurs yesterday. Now... You went all in for a multiple time DPOY. You'd be hoping he's going to anchor a defense a little bit better than what's been displayed so far, especially with Carl mm. Anthony Towns alongside him. And just on the fact, sorry, before you guys go, did you guys see the press conference the other day with Cat? Doesn't like him eating Popeyes, does he? But that that was that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. that wasn't mm. even really brought up. Like Ant said, he struggles a bit with back to backs. Okay. If you're the kind of leader of that team, you don't need to call him out for his diet on stage, something that's going to be broadcast around the globe. Like I'm very I'm very questionable about Cat, to be perfectly oh, honest. And his, and his leadership abilities. Because he says things that was for just the sake weird. of saying some of the stuff. Yeah, he does. And he sometimes gets carried away. Like he he you shouldn't if you're a player, you shouldn't buy into what the media are trying to bait you to do because the media had an absolute field day yeah. with that press conference, didn't they? He's a masturbator. <laughs> well, it, yeah. Uh, yeah. Is that a good one? Uh, masturbator? Yeah, that, that was, was all good. right on the floor. Wow. It was all right Jeez, on the Tough crowd. I was just thinking of our um, probably younger audience <laughs> that would be tuning in. Don't know what our demographics look like. Entering puberty, it's okay. It's okay. you got to learn about it sometime, right. don't you? But um, Go what better blokes to learn it with than us? <laughs> Go on. But yeah, um, yes yeah. or no? Are they a playing team or are they going to be a playoff team? I think they're. I think I'm with you. To be perfectly honest, Nick, playing team haven't been convincing whatsoever in their 
start to the season. Still long way to go, but mm. you know, you'd hope so far that they'd be showing better signs. But even in their wins, yeah, just haven't been convincing. haven't been performing anywhere near as well as, as they should have been. Lee planes, yes or no playoffs? I think uh, they'll I think they'll make the playoffs and I think they'll make it without the play in. I think they'll make yep. top six. I think just is what a, it is. An ironing, ironing out period. But it wouldn't surprise me if they got in the play. And I think I haven't seen that cohesion yep. with uh, the Timberwolves as of yet, especially with Cat. We talk about him off court and in those interviews and it looks sloppy. It looked like, like you guys said, he was just saying stuff for the sake of saying stuff. Yeah. But now he's gone into that power forward role, which he wanted to go in originally, but he doesn't look like he can keep up. He's running all around the floor. He's finding it hard to stretch the floor. Um, Rudy Gobert, the greatest yeah. big man shooting three of all time, yeah, supposedly so, uh, self-proclaimed. Rudy Gobert, yeah, he's a depoy, but he can only do so much as one man defending. You know their their slip throughs. I think um, he's got to be better. He's got to be better. He, he does, but uh, and then Anthony, I mean uh, Anthony uh, Edwards. Edwards. I, I I'm still really high on him. I don't think the start of his season has been very telling. I think he'll turn it around and probably still be that number one guy. Excellent. Roe, finish us off, mate. What have you got? It's only been a few weeks, but give Rookie of the Year to Paolo Banchero already. Oh, yeah. Now, this might be a little bit disrespectful to Benedict Matherin, who has had a really good start to the season. two-horse race to start the season. I think it is, isn't it? I think it? three. Like, three? Who's the third? I think Ivy. He's been really good. I've liked glimpses. Oh, I think I've liked glimpses. Durant's looked good yeah, as well. Yep, yep. But Paolo Banchero yes, yeah. looks like a guy has, who Engrave has it. been in the league for years and oh. years and years. He's already leading this Magic team. It's only a handful of games so in, and he's, he's the guy running through it all. So far this season, he's averaging 24.7 rebounds, mm. three assists as a rookie. We knew he was going to be good, but I think he's certainly exceeded even our expectations that we had on him coming into the season. Even as a number one draft pick, you still don't expect – him to oh. be averaging 24 points and seven rebounds and, and doing a little bit of facilitating as well. It's about to break a heap of records as well, I think. Is it, yes, yeah. If he scores 20 points, is it tomorrow when they play? He'll become the first or the second player in history to record 20 points across their first six games within the league. Yeah, I did um, say something like this, yeah. I can't remember who the other player was, but he's, he's up there in uncharted territory. He is. Uh, where the year starts to get thin. So, you know, it's early days, but far oh. out. I reckon you just lock it in and give it to him so already. He's so good. It's not necessarily – I don't want to take it away. It's not necessarily equating to wins for the Orlando Magic, but you don't need it to equate to wins this season because when you've got some, you've, when you've got a strong draft like the players who are um, set to feature in next year's draft, you're just happy that he's performing as well as he is so far, regardless of if they're getting wins on the board. You could, uh, I might even change my tune a little bit. I said going into the season, I think one of my hot takes or one of my predictions mm-hmm. was the Indiana Pacers were going to be the best 15th seed in history. Changing, changing, changing it to the magic. They're yeah, not going to win like many it. games, but they are sick. They're they are fun so to watch. fun to watch. And Ben, Ben Caro, he is a man. Yeah. You were talking about men coming into the yeah. league. He is a man and he is so fun to watch. I tell you what, like, I reckon I, for as good as Matherin is, and I got him in my fantasy team, mm. I'm high on him, loving what he's doing with the Pacers. Bancaro is just a different breed. Oh. Like he's taking it up and taking it hard to NBA vets. He's he's only 19, and like oh, you guys, he's, money. he's directing the traffic. He's leading that group of Orlando boys. He's yeah, he's gonna win Rookie of the Year. 
Um, but you've got to give some credit to the Orlando Magic for having that number one pick and being faithful in Bancaro over yep. Shet with injury scares, obviously, and then Jabari, who's looked eh, on the Rockets. Um, so, you've, yeah, you've got to give them some flowers. He's got like, you know, I know it's a small sample size. He's got such a high ceiling. And I think mm. going into the season, I thought he was going to be a really good player mm. and probably – you know, a star player throughout his career. Mm. He has got superstar written all over him. And did I know think... it's a small sample size, but he's quality. It is a small sample size. But did you think to start the season he would be scoring as well as he is on this team? And he's doing a bit of everything. That's the thing that mm. shocked me. Like, yes, he's a big body. I thought he'd come in. He'd probably put a few points on the board and get a few boards as well. But the fact that he's doing a bit of facilitating yeah. as well, he's sort of multifaceted player and it's – I think oh, what startled me was how big he is. Like in everything we saw in the interviews and in college, he looked he looked solid. Mm. But coming in and you see him up against some of these big boys within the NBA, like the Premier League within the world, yeah, he's looks he, at home. He looks at home and looks mm. he looks bigger than a lot of them. Yeah, he does. Um, he's a built, well oiled machine, ready to go. I'm super high on him. Lock it in and grave it now. Speaking yeah. of rookies, um. What do you what do you think Shet now that the season started? What do you think Shet and how he would have fitted into the OKC Thunder? How do you think he would have? I think he would have been great. Just what we saw in preseason yeah. with him and Gid, the chemistry there. Mm. I I think I still think Bancaro would have been a better overall product at the moment, but I think he would have been fantastic yeah. still as well. I think the main focus for the Thunder, and it's 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 not funny, but like you look back on it now, and I think the Thunder, if he was playing, would have been focusing on keeping him as healthy as possible throughout the season because we know these big blokes and how difficult it is to stay on the court. What a freaky team, just quickly, they mm. will be if they can somehow <laughs> lock down Wembenyama with him, Shet, and Poku. We Imagine talk- rolling out a lineup of those three. Are you kidding? So we talk- we spoke about the Twin Towers before. What would they be called if they got, oh, if they got Wemby as well? Uh, triple Towers. No, I guess it's triple, isn't it? <laughs> like, you, you hate to be non-creative. Yeah, but that's cr- how fun would that be to unbelievable. see? unbelievable. God, I'm so scared of Wembenyama's like, injury concerns, though. Like, this isn't a 2K simulation. This is real life. With those big bodies, the shots he puts up. and He's fun. Oh, I don't want to go like, into because we'll no it, doubt talk about him a lot throughout the year, but he is going to be a scary? blast. Mm. That game we saw in him and Scoot, oh, oh dear. What, a, what a showing it's going to be. Isn't it crazy? Bring just, on next season. Just quickly, isn't it crazy how how dominant a player Scoot would be in his draft class if it wasn't for Wemby? And he still is. He would have locked up one at number oh, one. One easy. and then daylight at this yeah. point, you would have thought. But you've got someone like Wemby in there who's once in the generation. Oh, I'm looking forward to that draft so much. Lads, I'll tell you what, I've had an absolute blast doing this. As we said, it's only a week and a half, but there are some hot takes from us. We'd love to hear what you guys think of them out there. Uh, I think Lee certainly kicked us off with an absolute little little jalapeno there to, right. to, to kickstart things. Yeah, it got so, hot in this room after that. got real hot, but uh, we would love to hear what you guys think. Uh, quick, quick little prediction for tomorrow as I've got the top on. Do the Lakers get their first win versus the Timberwolves tomorrow, Lee? I'll say no. Bro? No. Jeez. No, okay. I'm, I'm going yes. You've got to have you faith. Have to As have I said, faith. you've got to have faith. So certainly hope they can get some runs on the board and that we can come back at you guys next week, hopefully with me a little more cheerful. <laughs> um, guys, as I said, a big week coming. Exciting things to announce next week with a new, a new little network on board. So looking forward to sharing that with mm. you then. Um, as always, be sure to stay up to date with all of our socials. Follow them all for when the latest news breaks from the NBA as well as checking out our 
our NBL show. Got an episode coming next Monday. The boys from the Fifth and Dribble podcast will be joining me. So certainly looking forward to break, breaking down all the NBL action as well. Guys, so, till next week, we're out of here. We'll talk to you soon.